What's up, Defenders? Welcome to episode 152 of the most LAFC podcast globally, internationally, domestically, and universally. <laughs> universally? I like universally. It. I like it. If you don't know my name, and if you don't know me by now, I doubt you'll ever know me. I never won a Grammy. I sure as hell won't win a Tony. My name is Christian Philly Philemon, the self-proclaimed beast from the East and the toast of the East Coast. And with me, not that far away, not that far, is the mouth of the South Bay, J.R. Liebert. The scarf. What's good? Defenders Nation, we're reeling once again from just some mind-numbing decisions. Today sucked. <laughs> All right, so let's let's step back. Today didn't suck all day. Nah, no, no, no. The day itself, but the, this game, this game. Sucked. Yet again, we managed to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Yeah, you know, today let's, sucked. Let, let's talk for a quick second. Let's back up just a minute. We started our day, Philly. At well, I started my day, Philly. Oh God. At Kaiser Permanente, Baldwin Hills, Crenshaw Medical Offices, because we, you and I, Philly and Scarf, were helping out. The official health partner, medical partner, medical provider of LAFC, Kaiser Permanente. We were helping them out with a vaccination drive at the Crenshaw Baldwin Hills Medical Offices, Baldwin Hills Crenshaw Medical Offices, just 10 minutes away from Bank of California Stadium on King Boulevard. And I got there at like 835, 840 or so waiting on Philly. And Philly gives me a call. He says, hey, I'm here. I'm by the Starbucks thing. And I go, wow, I'm standing near that thing too. Where are you? He goes, I'm by the water fountain. And I go, there's, there's, there's no water fountain here, buddy. What, 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 huh? And so Philly, instead of going to the Baldwin Hills Crenshaw medical offices, Philly, you went to the? This is so stupid. I went to Baldwin Park. Baldwin Park. Baldwin Hills, Baldwin Park, Kaiser Permanente. Look, I didn't have a good night last night. <laughs> I really didn't. My <laughs> favorite hockey team lost. I'm not going to go into details about that. As a consolation prize, some chucklehead fed me Jägermeister. It wasn't me. It was kind of downhill. I promise so it I wasn't woke me. up in, you know, somewhat of a foggy state of mind. Foggy is probably the nicest way I can say it. That's okay, Scarf. You spilled a little bit of booze. No, it's I spilled, only the PlayStation I spilled 3. White peach ginger. All right, bubbly. then that's fine. The PlayStation 3 will survive. It's okay. We'll Sorry. move on. So, in my haste, I text message Scarf to confirm the address. He goes, Yeah. I'm like, All right. Foggy, again, is the nicest term I will use to describe my uh, my demeanor this morning. Yes. And so I punched in Kaiser Permanente, Baldwin, and then boom, I hit select. Look, I'm not from L.A. No. I didn't realize there was a difference between Baldwin Hills and Baldwin Park. Two different cities. And I didn't drive. I Ubered. So let's just say the Starline <laughs> double-decker bus tour of L.A. would have been cheaper than what I did. And here's the best part. By the time I was getting close, the Uber driver drops me off at something that doesn't appear to be a medical center. He dropped me off at the Baldwin Hills Crenshaw Mall. And I'm like, bro, in my my frattiest of voices, bro, bro, this is not a medical facility. Like, I don't even know what this is. He goes, oh, you're going to Kaiser Permanente. I'm like, yeah, dude. So he took me there. 
and it was quite the day. It was it was stupid. I was an hour and seven minutes late because my numb nut self ended up in Baldwin Park as opposed to Baldwin Hills Look, Crenshaw. It was just kind of a microcosm for Philly's weekend, you guys. It's been it's rough. It's been a the, stupid weekend. I, I was there with Philly at, was it State Social House at the Islanders watch party? There were several Islander-clad fans there. I was wearing a Billy Garen Islanders jersey for Philly. He brought it for me. It was very nice. It was an unfortunate one nothing loss, so... That was rough. You had a rough night there with that. And then, Stupid Jaeger money. You know, it wasn't me. It really wasn't me that bought the Jaeger. You also didn't try to deflect either. I did not. I took it with you. It was not great. But we figured this morning would be good. We Congratulations to Jenny, by the way. Jenny, who won the signed Carlos Vela jersey for getting vaccinated Don't today. Don't be fooled by the kit that she's got. She's, she's still, still, still oh Jenny boy. from the block. All right. And then after she that, used to Philly, have a little. Now Vela gives her a lot. Okay. I don't know. We, uh, we had a great time. Thank you to Pride Republic and to Black Army for hosting at High Tops on Santa Monica Boulevard in West Hollywood. We had a great time out there. It was nice to see Jimmy and Casey and Albert and Paul from Pride Republic. Paul was fantastic. Dexter Dexter was there. Uh, How about Ken and the babies? Oh, man. You guys, we got to hang out with Baby Falcons. They, they don't have names yet because they don't they're waiting names. on the 32 Waiting on the 32 yes. That's what Ken told us. And, and honestly, everybody else out there, uh, oh, the Bomberos. Oh, my goodness. That was awesome to hang out we with We met them. Luke finally. Yeah, Luke. LAFC Luke. Hi, that Luke. was cool. That was great. And, and honestly, like it was really cool to be there up until the 60th minute or so of the match. Really, really frustrating match yet again. Stupid annoying. We don't have any news and notes to talk about. We're pretty much done with the banter segment because I'm worried Philly's going to drink himself into oblivion if or we continue the banter. Or another. Our, our Mets did win today, though, Philly. Jacob deGrom, though, gave up at least two runs. It Dude, was like it's, a, it's, he's mortal. It, it's, it's June. Who cares? I mean, <laughs> it's Jacob deGrom. I gotta care about Jacob Degrom. Anyways, it's June. And uh, it's baseball. Let's let's get right into this day in LAFC history. This is gonna be a, a hopefully a relatively quick but not painless episode. This day in LAFC history, right. we are recording this episode Saturday, June twenty sixth. That is just a couple of hours after the match. Strange. Not There's a whole light lot. Outside. There is light. It's nice out. Not a whole lot this going be on. An Alaskan midnight scarf. On June, Alaskan midnight actually is playing the Troubadour tomorrow night. <laughs> on the twenty eighth, we're going to flash forward a couple of right days down ahead the road from high tops. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> on the twenty eighth, we're going to flash forward ahead a couple of days, and most of you are going to listen to this hopefully maybe tomorrow or during the week as you're driving somewhere. Philly just finished another beverage. Let's flash forward ahead to the twenty eighth because there are a couple of a uh, couple of things on the this day in LAFC history bandwagon. That I personally think remind me of what happened today. A frustrating one nothing loss on the 28th of June in 2019. LAFC falling to the Colorado Rapids in Colorado. So another frustrating one-goal loss on the road. It was LAFC's first MLS game in 27 days, unlike this one, which was our third in eight days. LAFC, though, dominating possession. We know how much Vince LaRosa loves possession. 66% to 34. It was the first start in black and gold for Josh Perez. The first MLS start ever for Pablo Cisniega. And you guys remember this. It's going to be a fun one. The first MLS minutes for Fito Zelaya. That's yeah, I remember right. him. Fito. That was a marketing ploy and the first Ooh, mls burn. 18 he did have a goal though he did have a goal he did have a goal the first mls 18 
For friend of the pod. He also had a lot to eat during the course of the he regular did. season. Philip Ejimadu. We we miss our boy Philip. He was such a good dude. And he's it was not dead, the, Scarf. He is not. He's just no longer with the club. The 50th match across all competitions in black and gold for the captain, Carlitos Vela. His 50th match, but it was a frustrating one nothing loss. And also on that date, Philly, same date, 28th, 2019, we recall Dayon Jakovic from the Las Vegas Lights. I know we that. were loaning players out to Las Vegas two years ago before we became their affiliate. And of course, Dayon was available in that match for Colorado. I just thought it was kind of an interesting tie-in that we would have a player loaned out to Las Vegas Lights. Of course, Dayon Jakovic, one of the first of a couple of different players, I think, that we loaned out to Lights. And that is this day in LAFC history. Philly, what we saw from Bob at the beginning of this match was a pretty big formation change coming into this match for LAFC. And look, we loved, let's be honest here, Philly, you and I loved the play of two players coming off of Wednesday's match more than I think any other. The play of Kim Moon-Hwan. Sorry. That was Philly losing his two cents. Philly, we loved the play of Kim Moon-Hwan, and we loved the play of Marco Farfan. So highlighting them in the match today, highlighting them in the lineup today, highlighting them with the formation today seemed to make sense going into it. However, let's talk about the lineup first, and then we can talk about how it didn't really work out. Well, even before we get in the lineup, let's talk a little bit about Sporting Kansas City. Sure. A team that has had success throughout its history in Major League Soccer. MLS Cup winners in 2000 and 2013. Supporter Shield champs in 2000. U.S. Open Cup champions in 04, 12, 15, and 17. Currently, all the points are going to change. But coming into this match, second place in the West. You know, Philly, what all of those trophies had in common except for the Open Cup in 2004? Uh. Peter Vermees. Peter Vermees was on that team in 2000. As a player. That won the Shield and the Cup. And he coached that team in 2013 and those last three Open Cup wins. The dude is an absolute legend, nudging closer after this match, spoiler alert, to 200 career victories in sporting KC lore across all competitions. One site said 196. One site said 194. Look, he's getting close to 200 victories across all competitions, not just Major League Soccer competitions, because that's what you're looking at over there. Across all competitions, he's close to 200. Dare I want to be precise. Bob Bradley coming into this match, an MLS record, 173, 118, and 80. Peter Vermees, 161, 124, and 95. Yep. Both coaches. MLS titles. One coach, three, Bob Bradley, two. Seasons, 13 a pop. Yes, Peter Vermees is uh, is, is a decent head coach. Now, Sporting Kansas City came into this match only four points shy of the Seattle Sounders. Seattle sitting at 24, SKC at 20. In terms of games played, SKC with 11 games. 6-3-2. They are... The highest scoring team in Major League Soccer with 20 goals for, 14 goals allowed. But still, no team up to the start of this match scored more goals than SKC. Undefeated at home with a 4-0-2 record. Not so good on the, on the road, 2-3-0. They are led by Daniel Shallowy with six goals 
and three assists, leading the team in both statistical categories. For you Chivas fans out there, obviously you know Alan Polito. Five goals. Gadi Kinda, three. Gianluca Busio, two. Jalen Lindsay, two. Elias Sanchez, one. Felipe Hernandez, one. And their other designated player, a team that only has two. All right, I mentioned one of their names, Alan Polito being one. Number two, Johnny Russell, Derby County man, Scotland international with 14 caps under his belt. Not a team to sleep on. Coming into this match, a point, a simple point would have been a legitimate win as far as this game is concerned. Well, we'll talk about how that ended up. So that's sort of the, uh, the backstory with this club. Let's get into the starting lineup for LAFC Scarf. Thomas Romero, starting in between the yep, pipes. Yep. Not going to lie, this kid did all right. Tristan Blackman, Eddie Segura, Jesus David Murillo. I see a bad moon rising. Wow. Kim Moon Juan. He's the man. If you all think he's a marketing ploy, you're dumb. Marco Farfan, <laughs> Jose Cifuentes, Edward Atuesta, Latif Blessing, Diego Rossi, and Danny the Moose. Carlos Vela on a bench alongside Pablo Cisniega, Jordan Harvey, Pancho Janela, Bryce Duke, Mark Anthony K, Corey Baird, Raheem Edwards, and Montverde Academy boy, Mamadou Fall, Scarf, SKC's lineup. What'd they look like? Yeah. Well, I mean, you told us all about SKC, so I don't have to read half the stuff that I wrote. This is why it's fun to use the Google Doc when we take all these notes. I love you, Philly. I see. Yeah, That's okay. Peter Vermees, again, the head coach, or the 4-4-3 that he, or excuse me, 4-3-3 that he likes to run. He's he's just real good, man. He's real good. Tim Melia in keeper. Look, Tim Melia is one of those keepers in Major League Soccer that is just special. Tim Melia, very, very good. His 201st cap, he has 64 clean sheets. And let's not forget, like the great Charlie Lyon told us in our interview episode with I him. I love that guy. Tim Melia was once Major League Soccer's pool keeper. Pool keeper. Now, it doesn't mean he guarded that, the pool. That, the training he's facilities. not a pool boy. No. Pool keeper, meaning any team. He does could not use save him. chlorine. It's it's pretty incredible. Philly is just on another world right By now. By the way, how can oh, I, I? He's blaming me for looking at the Google Docs. The last one says FC Dallas. What well, Google Doc? Maybe. Uh, I'm looking at the notes here, but that's okay. Moving on. Uh, look, Tim Melia could have been on any team. Anyone could have signed him. And Sporting, I mean, he has been a rock on the back line for Sporting now for over 200 matches, 64 clean sheets. Jalen Lindsay, Ilya Sanchez, Andrea Fontas, and Luis Martins on the back line. Roger Espinosa, who played a very good game today. Jean-Luc Abusio, who Philly talked about just a second ago, he has featured in the starting lineup for Sporting since he was 16 years old, and that was only four years ago. The kid is now just 19, full of talent, lots of rumors that he may be heading across the pond. Felipe Hernandez, Johnny Football, Johnny Russell, excuse me, Johnny Soccer, Johnny Russell. Johnny Soccer, Of Scotland. Alan Pulido, of course, of Tigres Olympiacos, Chivas Guadalajara fame. 13 goals now in 25 matches for Sporting Kansas City. Rumor has it he can play. 
He is pretty good, although a nasty injury and an unfortunate, an unfortunate injury for sure. We'll talk about that and no malice, no intent on either Eddie Segura or Alan Polito when we get to that, but it was an unfortunate injury. The Hungarian goal scorer, Daniel Shallowy, rounding out the 11 in the 18, a player who would eventually make his 350th appearance for sporting, not in Major League Soccer, for just sporting, just for sporting Kansas City, Graham Zussi, the former U.S. men's national team fixture, who I thought played very, very well today for them in injury duty as uh, Jalen Lindsay would come off. A former fighting Philly fan over here, Kyrie Shelton, uh, NYCFC inaugural team, I believe, right, Philly? He was on that inaugural roster. Philly was a season ticket holder, Kyrie Shelton. So it was, uh, it was kind of interesting for Philly to see one of his old boys he used to root for out there. A former LAFC trialist on the bench for Sporting Kansas City. That's Amadou Dia. Yeah. Don't forget about Amadou Dia. He trialed with us during the preseason. And Los Angeles native and former Real SoCal Academy prospect, Wilson Harris in the 18. We would actually see him wearing number 96 late in the match. That is the lineup. Scarf, yes. I learned during during our uh, research and development yes, sir. in Kansas City, yes. I learned something pretty cool about Roger Espinosa. Talk to me about Roger right. Espinosa. Roger Espinosa today made his 255th eh, appearance for Sporting Kansas City. Third most in club history. Okay. But that's not what I'm interested in. What are you interested in? 57 appearances for Wigan Athletic FC. Here's a couple more interesting things. He, in the 2013-2014 season, yes. Wigan Community Player of the Year. More importantly, okay. more importantly for you Manchester City fans out there, y'all might remember that 2013 FA Cup. If you don't, I'll remind you, it was Wigan who beat y'all. I'm a Manchester United fan, so I have no problem sticking it to City, folks. Yikes. There's one in particular I'm sticking it to. I really don't like him. He knows who he is. Wigan Athletic, 2013 FA Cup final win over Manchester City. Roger Espinosa played the full 90 minutes. Wasn't that before City was City, though? No, City at that point is was they. I mean, they had your boy Balotelli on there. There was some <laughs> uh, some championship pedigree there. So, despite Manchester City's recent run of success. They lost to Wigan Athletic. And Roger Espinosa in that historic FA Cup final for Wigan Athletic. I think that is pretty darn cool. Can you guys hear the salt in Philly's whole demeanor? I'm pissed off right about now? a lot of things. Philly is, I mean, he is a ball of salt right now. It ball is rough. Salt. Ball of salt. <laughs> so salty if you have a goiter problem, I would fix that with all this iodine I'm filled with. Wow, Philly dropping goiter and iodine jokes. I'm going to go get myself a glass of bourbon as he takes over the My goodness. All right. So, and and by the way, I just did want to mention my, uh, my Azuri today moving on to the round of eight, or excuse me, to the final eight in Euro 2020. Stoked about that. Chiesa looking very, very good today. Two goals late against Austria. They had one back for us and made us sweat just a little bit down the stretch, but proud of my boys from Italy. We are moving on to the final eight. Let's kick it off, and we're talking about four minutes in Sporting beginning to play downhill just a little bit. Nice series of passes by Sporting and a great dummy run, but not much of a chance from it after all, and as the shot sails high, Sporting looking very good out of the gate. LAFC 
trying to get used to this this weird formation that uh, you had talked about, Philly. It was a three five two on offense, but kind of a five three two on defense. There's just so much going on to my direct left right now. And and a a moment that would come back to haunt LAFC early. And look, let's be honest. We'll call a spade a spade here. Tristan Blackman, tonight, not your best effort, my friend. Not the best effort. Jesus. No, that was was my description of Tristan Blackman. Not the best effort from Tristan Blackman tonight. Really, I mean, look, we'll talk about it later, how I think it cost us the game, but a yellow card early as Tristan pulling down Daniel Shalloway. Don't worry. This won't be a glitch when you hear those same words later on. Just replace yellow with red. 12 minutes into the match, and I thought this Philly was a particularly bad foul because of what Tristan Blackman means for us. He was kind of playing wing back in the 3-5-2, sort of, kind of, not really. They're really going with three center mids, and then they would have Moon and Farfan rush back and kind of play as a five wall on the back. But I thought it was bad because Tristan is so versatile. Tristan can play that wing back position. He can play that center back position. But here we he have distributes him. Distributes the ball well. He he does. But here we have him, Philly, in twelve minutes now on a yellow. Luckily off the corner, zero front post defense for LAFC. But we uh, we got away with one as Roger Espinoza, that you just mentioned, formerly of Wigan. He just missed a wide open net on the header. So we're getting kind of lucky. Twelve minutes in. 15 minutes in, Philly, we are at high tops, and I am screaming at Kim Moon-Hwan to take that shot oh, as he, he brings the ball. he had an opportunity. He did. He settled the ball in the box nicely. We're screaming at him to take that shot, but he made one extra pass. I believe it was to Rossi, or maybe it was, yeah, I think it was to Rossi, off a beautiful pass, by the way, from Latif, and 15 minutes in, a little frustrated, but I was happy, Philly, that in the 17th minute mark, we're defending the set piece as well. We haven't been doing that for the last couple of games. Good set piece defending in the 17th minute. Again, though, sporting these first 17, 18 minutes, really dominating possession, even there in the 18th. Moon, 1v1. Some great defending in the air, Philly. Something that we hadn't seen from Moon yet. Hadn't really had the opportunity to see much from Moon there on the back line. But Moon with the great defending as Romero punching the response away off the corner. And that brings us, Philly, to the 19th minute and a foul on Edward Atuesta when he absolutely went apoplectic. Uh, 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 What? Uh, Apoplectic. Apoplectic. What? Philly just... Apoplectic. Apoplectic. He got... Edward this Ad- is this is a fun one for defenders of the bank bingo. By the way, <laughs> apoplectic. If you, you had apoplectic, that. I can't even say the damn word. <laughs> damn you, alcohol! <laughs> oh boy, here's the deal with Edward Atuesta. He was pretty pissed at the officials for most of the match, and I think it really started here on a questionable foul right in the center of the pitch on Edward Atuesta. Set piece, apoplectic, apoplectic. Yes, yeah. finally, that was good. Four times. In nice short. set piece defending by our wall and the second chance missing well wide. And Philly, that brings us to the 22nd minute. Diego Rossi. Good shot by Rossi. Tim Melia, solid keeper, man. Solid keeper. He didn't start off this season. It was Pulse Camp, the backup keeper for Sporting Kansas City, who got the first couple of, of runs for the team. But Tim Melia, 
I mean, one of the best keepers in the history of Major League Soccer, going out there and, and getting his hands on a shot by Diego Rossi. Uh, but a couple minutes later, dude, a couple of minutes later. Yep. And I got I to gotta, you know, give a shout out to Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yep. I see a bad moon rising. There you go. Huh. Marketing ploy. <laughs> I, Bite me. I don't think anyone thinks he's a marketing ploy No, 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 no. Anymore. There's been that, that, yeah. there's been that banter. Not, I've seen that banter. And I think it is insulting not to think that this playing, kid was though. that. This kid, yo, Kim Moon-Hwan, I said it during the uh, the post-game match that we had with 110 Football and Vince yes. LaRosa. He's, he's my stock rising. This kid impressed the heck out of me. He razzled and dazzled off of a pass by Jose Cifuentes. He catches the ball in the box. A move or two later, he bangs it in past the sporting Kansas City goalkeeping legend. And just like that, we just got like a that. bad moon rising. LAFC scoring a goal on the road against the hottest scoring team in Major League Soccer. Did not expect that right off the bat. But for Kim Moon-Hwan to have such a big goal in such an important stage, Children's Mercy Park, not an easy place to play. Sporting Kansas City, not an easy team to compete against. Kim Moon-Hwan puts us off and set and going on the races. No, you're, you're absolutely We're right. off to the races. We're, we're, we were yelling at him to shoot just seven minutes prior, and here we go, seven minutes later, because that's how that works when something happened seven minutes prior, it was an unbelievable goal, a great effort. He settled it, and Philly, with his left foot, by the way, putting that ball into the back of the net. The left foot of Moon. The left foot of Moon, that's true. So happy to see the kid finally take a shot, but it was a very measured shot. It was great to watch him work that ball in the box. Really stoked for Kim Moon-Hwan. And you could just tell the players were so happy for Moon as well. I mean, everyone's ecstatic every time you score a goal, but it just seemed like they really rallied around Kim Moon-Hwan. It's great to see him healthy and great to see him playing well. And just two minutes later, by the way, Philly, another great run again by Moon. He almost did it again. But it was a great opportunity to pass. This time he definitely made the right pass. He opened up the space as he drew that last defender over. Nicely done. 29th minute LAFC getting a corner. And finally, we start to feel after this goal by Moon, and then a good run of play for these last few minutes. The corner by LAFC, a great effort by Moose. I I don't like when they put Jesus David Murillo on the front post. I like when they've got him on the back post, especially because there's a lot of traffic in front of him as he's trying to get back on defense if a team is able to counter. So I wasn't super happy with that corner play. And a great pass by Rossi Philly in the 31st minute. Really needed Moose to get on the end of that ball. And look, I thought in the 31st minute, Thomas Romero, one of the first times he was tested really in the match, and he came out to stop the run by Pulido. Pulido, as good as it gets in Major League Soccer. So seeing good things from Thomas Romero in the 31st minute. 36 minutes, Sifu again taking one of those long shots from outside the box, Philly, that we love so much because he was right there on target. It was just high on that shot, and I love this from Sifu. And Philly, we have our first injury of the match, our first injury of the match in the 40th minute, enabling an MLS legend to take his place in SKC lore. Oh, man, and by legend, he's talking about the legend of Graham 
Zuzi. Yep. A guy who's played 345 competitive games for SKC, second most all-time, and ranked second in Kansas City history with 81 assists in all competition. A two-time NCAA champion at Mer- at the University of Maryland. Go Terps. Or not really. Selected by Sporting in 2009. A 12-year MLS veteran. This guy played on the national team in 2012. 55 caps, 5 goals, 7 assists. Graham Zuzi, not a slouch. The fact that he came, onto the, it came into the game made me and KC both ask, is this dude really still playing? He's about as old as Philly and the Scarface. <laughs> Lindsay out, Graham Zuzi in. Wow, Graham Zuzi's still playing. I guess I uh, we are getting older. Yeah, you know, they said it was his 350th appearance for SKC. We'll have to go back and check that. Well, then the Sporting Kansas City website is wrong. <laughs> Maybe it was coming into the season he had three, four. I don't know. It doesn't matter. 41st minute, a great back post run from Johnny Soccer, but he could not get on the other end of that cross. Johnny Soccer. LA still not looking very good. LAFC is on these crosses, man. We are not defending crosses very well right now. In the 43rd minute, it was the first time where I thought Thomas Romero really didn't look very good off of a corner for sporting. Again, Johnny Football couldn't, or excuse me, Johnny Soccer couldn't find it with a (laughs) wide open (laughs) header once again. Unreal that we left that back post so wide open. Romero looking lost, couldn't find that ball. And Ilya Sanchez picks up a yellow in the 44th. I thought this was going to be a bigger yellow than it wound up being. He took down Danny Musovsky even though he almost got on the end of the free kick after that play, it was a yellow that I thought would really come into play towards the end of the match. Ilya Sanchez does so much for that team. He was really on either the beginning or the end of quite a few plays that Sporting made throughout the match. And that yellow, I thought, okay, he'll be on a yellow for 45 minutes. We got to find a way to capitalize, even though we had a guy who was already on yellow after 12 minutes for us. And not a lot, by the way, going on in stoppage time. Philly coming into the half just won a bad foul by Johnny Soccer on Marco Farfan. Atuesta lost his mind. Dare I say, Philly, he went apoplectic yet again at the referee. It was a free kick coming corralled by Tim Melia from Edward Atuesta. And that leads us to half. And the score, Philly, 1-0. LAFC. Apoplectic? Apoplectic. Apoplectic. Man, I've never had to fight so hard to say a word correctly. (laughs) (laughs) Apoplectic on your Defenders of the Bank bingo card. There you go. At this point, being up 1-0 going into the half is a very, very big deal. I thought a tie would be a great way to walk out of this match. But to see LAFC go up early on the road with a new player such as Kim Moon-Hwan scoring a goal, and for them threatening as many times as they did, it was great. One comment I would like to make. When the cameras would flash and pan over to Carlos Vela, the look on Carlos Vela's face on a number of occasions. Dude, I hope somebody out there, one of the millions... You do that every time I'm taking a sip of something. And millions. I mean, because it's fun for me at this point. It's fun for me to see you. uh, I mean, it's not nice to say I want to see you choke on water. I don't want to see you choke on water. But it's funny when you're in the middle of drinking something and for me to put that there. If somebody can meme Carlos Vela's face with his expressions... That would please me. But again, being up one nothing on the road, a, a very, very big deal. Going into the second half, Uh-oh. a couple of changes for LAFC. We see Corey Baird 
the leading scorer of LAFC with three goals alongside Diego Rossi. He's, he's, uh, he comes in for Danny Musovsky. In addition, we see Mark Anthony K. <laughs> we'll, we'll give our opinions on, on this later, but Mark Anthony K in for Jose Cifuentes. And I, I love K. We used to call him the, glo- the Canadian glory machine. But at this point, I'd rather deal with the Ecuadorian hustle behind the muscle than the Canadian glory machine. That's just me. More on that later. But second half begins. And uh, yeah, we're uh, we're offering rolling that way. Yeah, Corey Baird with two big opportunities right as we right start. Right off the bat. He, he really came out of the gate firing on all cylinders. The second shot saved nicely by Tim Melia. And we take this moment to remind you again, Tim Melia is really good. He is and just it, as old as us, by the way. That's true. Tim Melia just as old, but in better shape, turns out. So Corey <laughs> Baird, two big opportunities coming into the second half. Uh, we'll talk about the Mark Anthony K thing in a minute. In the 49th minute, great effort by Jean-Luc Abusio, but his shot missing well wide. And Busio then taking out Edward Atuesta on a pretty hard foul there in the 51st minute. I thought in the 55th minute it was really nice because LAFC had good corner defending once again. I feel like in this match, if we did anything, we at least took a small step forward in defending corners a little bit better than we had. And in the 57th minute, Philly... No more faces, no more memes, no more anything going on on the bench. Carlitos into the match for Latif Blessing. Yeah, we thought we would get blessed by the fact that Carlitos in the lineup definitely excited us. We all started chanting at high tops with Black Army and Pride Republic. That was pretty dope. <laughs> but a mere minute later... The uh, I would say the, the key event that changed the trajectory of this game. Dare we call it the wait? What? what? Moment of the match. Dude, Tristan Blackman with his second yellow card of the game, which for you neophytes out there, one yellow plus one yellow equals one red. You could say, oh, that wasn't a harsh foul. And I would agree with you. However, Tristan Blackman had a yellow card earlier on in the match. Hence, a red card. Now we are playing with one less man one minute after our fearless leader enters the pitch. Yeah, I, I do want to say, actually, Philly, I don't think there was a second yellow. I think this one was just a straight red. I thought you said he had a yellow. He had a yellow, yes, but I, but I don't think they issued him a second yellow. I think this one was a straight red. E- either way, Philly... The only, then I stand corrected. The, That's fine. The only two times... I'll go back to drinking my blonde that, ale. Oh, boy. The only two times I feel like that we mentioned Tristan Blackman in this match... On negative ...was plays. because he got smoked. Philly, what did you say on uh, 110 Football? Got smoked like a pack of cools. There you go. Again, for you neophytes out there, those were the Newports before the Newports. Oh, my goodness. Menthol cigarettes. It was... Don't smoke them. Uh, let's be honest, Philly. Both times, it was Daniel Shallowy. Both times making Tristan Blackman look absolutely awful. Put him in his back pocket and gave him a little bit of the, uh, how's your father? Oh my goodness. It was, my, my notes for this, I just have three words. Damn it, Tristan. Like, honestly, like it was frustrating watching the same move happen twice in a row. And look, it would have been a yellow if he wasn't on a red, which would have still been his second even if he didn't somehow get... I mean, it was just bad defending by Tristan. So frustrating. And then LAFC went into a bunker for two minutes. 
Two minutes. Three if you really want to break it down. I mean, sure. It took a while to get that red card out of his pocket. He comes out. So 61st minute, Alan Pulido does not miss it, does not miss chances of that quality. Farfan with an awful clearance. Awful yep. clearance right to Alan Pulido. And that's that. I mean, Alan Pulido is as good as it gets on finishing chances like that. Dare I say, he's been a little better at finishing chances this season than Carlitos has. That's for sure. Alan Polito, another goal in Major League Soccer. We mentioned it. Sixth of the season. Good for about a goal every other match for Sporting Kansas City. 13 goals in 25 matches now over the course of his SKC career across all appearances. And just like that, Philly, all the momentum that we were riding, even the great play that we had for the first 10 minutes or so of the second half, we're, we're riding high, a one nothing lead at the half, and you mentioned it, a very tough place to play, Children's Mercy Park. And I'll, to quote the great Uncle Jesse from Full House, have mercy. Oh, my that God, goal, really? That goal by Alan Pulido. Oh, oh, mine was the bad one? All right. You know what, Scarf? If we're going to quote Full House, <laughs> cut it out. Oh, my God. Oh, I saw what I did there. So Alanis Morissette wrote You Ought to Know about Dave Coulier. Like, how crazy is that? They were, like, dating for a period of time. Isn't it ironic? And, <laughs> and, Don't you think? <laughs> and and he, they, she wrote that about Dave Coulier. That's that's crazy. I, 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 but, but she went from Dave Coulier to what? Ryan Reynolds? I, yeah, I don't remember who it was I after mean, that. Ma- a massive upgrade? Ma- yeah, sure. Good job. And we, By the way, we were talking about this on the way back to, <laughs> to Burbank here. Alanis Morissette playing a concert with Garbage could be, yo, a, could be a really fun show. Yo, my inner way. teenager from like 100 years ago got excited at right, that. Right, right. It's all like right. raining. In, in the, he is singing all the time on this podcast. I'm just trying today. to make myself happy. It's just been a rough 24 hours. You try me. that. I'll just try to keep you on the rails and we'll keep going. 67th minute, Philly. Mark Anthony K gets a, a lot of grief. But if not for his help on defense in the 67th minute, as Johnny Soccer beating the defender once again, it was Mark Anthony Kay that came over, heading the ball out of bounds just to force a corner that Sporting got nothing off of. And then again, in the giggity 69th minute, (laughs) solid cross defending by LAFC, not once, but twice. So again, I... Even though it was 1-1, Philly, I was still optimistic. We were still playing so well. And and even again, after Diego Rossi was taken out in the 70th minute, he was taken out real hard after a great run of possession for a free kick. And I loved that they ran the back post play. They ran it for Eddie Segura. He just couldn't get to it. It was a little too high, Philly. And I thought, okay, we're back on the front foot. Yes, it's 11 v. 10, but we're at least getting some chances. We dodge a big bullet, though, Philly. In the 72nd minute. Oh my God, a shot that made us all gasp for air. That could have been the the, uh, the the climbing over the mountain goal. Fortunately, that wasn't the case. In terms of somebody who couldn't climb over the mountain, in fact, he couldn't climb his way back to the bench, Yeah, was Alan Polito. Off of a shot that he took, there was nobody around him. I don't know what he pulled, what he teared. He certainly wasn't hit by any of our players. He was on the ground. <sighs> And for a moment, you're thinking, God, what kind of like Showtime Hollywood BS is this guy pulling? Until you see the replay and you see nobody's around him. He writhing in pain. He had to get carried off by the trainers. You hate to see something like that happen. Like a collision is a collision. But for him to have like to pull or tear something without him coming into contact with anybody else. 
kind of sucks. All right, sports fans, I'm not sure what Philly watched with all of this, but there what happened? No contact. He took well, a shot and he pulled something. Let, let's let's go back and watch it. He actually collided feet with Eddie Segura. Nah. He took a shot. I, you guys, this is going to be fun. As you guys are listening to this podcast, you can see where Philly's at right now. He collided I, feet I, with I, Eddie I, Segura I, I, I take and had a foot laceration that they said is going to require six or so stitches. I believe is what they said. Incidental a foot contact. La- a foot. Wait, I thought nobody was around him. Nobody a was around him. It was incidental. Oh, this. <laughs> I, the rails, by the way, Philly is on a whole different track at this point. We are no longer in the same mine car traveling down the uh, the Indiana Jones mine shaft at this point. Alan Polito, unfortunately, going to need medical attention after they Either announced way, it. it sucks. They, they, it does. No, look, I love watching a player like Alan Polito. And and look, let, let's also say this. Nothing malicious by Eddie Segura. Both trying to kick that ball out of the air at the same point. Their feet meeting, colliding. And unfortunately, Alan Polito going to need some stitches on that foot. He could be out for some time. I Look, I've never had stitches on my foot, but I imagine for a soccer player, there couldn't be a worse place to need stitches, including on your dominant shooting foot. A huge blow for sporting moving forward. And, and look, I thought, all right, maybe with Pulido going out, we might be able to see this one off. 1-1, one, one, and you're absolutely right, Philly. Going into Sporting Kansas City and getting a 1-1 one, one draw would absolutely be a solid result, especially after going down a man the way that we did, and especially the way that Thomas Romero was playing. In the 78th minute, solid. by far his best save he has had to make as an LAFC keeper. The cross into the box to Hernandez from Graham Zussi. And I thought the passing today from Graham Zussi Juicy was on point, and Hernandez got all of it, and luckily, it was a hand up for Thomas Romero, punching it or pushing it or at least deflecting it over the crossbar for an incredible save, nothing on the corner, and I I thought, okay, 78th minute, we dodged our bullet that we needed to dodge, let's see this one off, just 12 minutes left to go. Ilya Sanchez, a wall of defense in the 80th minute for Sporting, thwarting two of our runs back-to-back, literally not moving and just poking the ball away on one of those two runs. Really frustrating. But in the 81st, Philly, I love the defending for LAFC in the box. They Killer looked, defense. Yeah, they looked really good. Yeah, killer defense preventing a really, really like solid attempt by the opposition looked really good. And then moments after that, we had some more LAFC subs. Yep. We have Las Vegas Lights boy, Bryce Duke in for Diego Rossi. Yeah. Ooh, a surprise. Then we have the MLS debut of Montverde Academy's Senegalese product, Mamadou Fall, coming in for Kim Moon Wan. Wearing number five, by the way. Wearing number five. Can you name the last LAFC player who wore number five? If you can, DM Defenders of the Bank and you will get a free Defenders of the Bank pin. Ooh, I like it. I was Contests, keeping the millions. And millions. Engaged. You weren't drinking anything. I wasn't drinking anything. Thank you. I appreciate that. I I knew the answer and I was all set to say it, but I saw what you did there. You zigged when I thought we were going to zag. That's why I appreciate you, brother. Keeping you on your toes. I wrote a note, by the way, just a couple of minutes after that in the 80. Sixth minute. I wrote a note and it says LAFC in the 86th minute looks absolutely gassed. I didn't think we had you anything. You showed that to me. I did. I was like, look, 86th minute, we look absolutely gassed. And just one minute 
later Philly. Poor preparation, bad passing. But even before that scarf, yes. there was a posi- there was a situation which Kay had a pass to Baird, and there was a shot attempt on there. And we could clearly see from the replay that Melia got his hand on it. We were expecting a corner, yep. an opportunity to capitalize, uh, but but we didn't get the ball. The first of two times we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. Boo Pro Team, they were not helping out LAFC in these last 10 minutes or so. You're absolutely right. LAFC, though, looking gassed in the 86th and off of another turnover by LAFC. Marco Farfan. 87th minute. Uh, Finally, that guy who's been absolutely wrecking havoc on Tristan Blackman, someone who he's going to see in his sleep tonight. It's Daniel Shallowy. The The lead score of the team. Yep. The turnover. Who was marking him? The turnover goes right to Graham Zussi who finds Gianluca Busio over to Hernandez and then to Shallowy. And all he had to do, turn his hips and slot that one through. Not a lot that Thomas Romero could have done about it. Great ball movement, four passes strung together after the turnover by Sporting Kansas City. And you could just feel the air, the wind in our sails, the the life in our balloon, just everything floated away at that point for LAFC, or at least so we thought. It really, what I what I did see after that, Philly, and I want to know what you think about this too, because I think this was a good thing that we saw. After we went down, I actually thought Carlos Vela started playing his hardest of the match. I was really impressed, Philly. In the 89th minute, right before we go into stoppage, Vela maneuvering into the box, but there were three players there. I mean, nothing he could really do. He is one of the best players in Major League Soccer, but when you've got three guys on you, not a whole lot. And then Philly... As they say in Jurassic Park, hold on to your butts. We got six minutes of stoppage time. Six minutes of stoppage time indeed. In the 90th plus one, Vela looked like he might have gotten fouled in the box. Nope, didn't happen. A minute later, Carlos Vela gets banged up. However, we get a free kick out of it. Atuesta made an attempt. Nothing necessarily happened. Oh, it was such a nice little short chip. I just didn't think Marco Farfan knew that the play was on. It was. It seemed right, Philly. It seemed right. I like that chip. Yep, plus four. Vela gets a ball from K. Takes a rip at it. Melia had a hand on it. But he didn't get a corner out of it. That's This is the second time. You're absolutely right, Philly. The replay clearly showed Tim Melia getting a fingertip on it pushing that ball to the side, and we thought, okay, we're going to have one more run at it here with this corner, but LAFC not able to get something. But every single one of our notes, Philly, from the 89th minute on involved Carlos Vela. And again, I like the pass from Mark Anthony K to be able to spring Vela. This is what makes it so frustrating, right? For a lot of our, our supporters with Mark Anthony K, he's able to make these great passes sometimes. He's able to make the right play every now and then, but it's it's just a little too up and down. I didn't think K was nearly as bad as, as most thought today. I think sometimes they just use K as their scapegoat, although today there were two much easier ones to do that with in terms of Tristan Blackman and Marco Farfan. Uh, I didn't think it was a particularly good game by Jesus David Murillo either. But the the final whistle blows, Philly. And I do want to mention one other thing before we wrap up this game. Final whistle blows, we lose 2-1. I was pretty impressed with the crowd at Children's Mercy Park. You could hear them most times of the match. They definitely packed it in as much as they could there. 
pretty impressed with the crowd over at SKC. I mean, that's a city that loves their team. Yep. This is a team that's had success. Peter Vermees, a hell of a coach. They have some really, really good players. And, you know, it, it goes to show. They punch in two more goals into the back of the net, putting their team total over the course of 12 games at 22. They look good. I'm telling you, they're, they're, they're a tough team. I know everybody talks about Seattle. I still think that Sporting Kansas City is the team to beat because that is the team that scores the most amount of goals. Between, between Daniel Shallowy and Alan Polito, you got two of the most prolific scorers in Major League Soccer this season. And the thing that frustrates me is this LAFC defense let both players pad their stats. The two most deadly weapons on Sporting Kansas City are the ones that up their goal total. Alan Polito had a hell of a kick, a hell of a strike. He's a hell of a player. One of their designated players. Boom, he ties the game. And you know what? I would have been totally fine if that's how the game ended. Yeah. It sucks that Tristan Blackman got the red because literally minutes after that, Alan Polito scores the goal. He comes out of the game, and one of their deadly weapons, you figure, all right, he's not in. They're not going to be as much of a threat. And then Marco Farfan turns the ball over, some really, really good passing, and then who? Their leading freaking scorer, Daniel Shallowy, scores his seventh of the season. I am going to give you the sound effects about LAFC in this match. I'm going to take this can, and I'm going to drop it. That was LAFC today. It was good until it wasn't good. Yet again, they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. It was it was such a frustrating game. And I don't know if I'm extra salty because the Islanders lost last night. You are. But for them to go into Children's Mercy Park and give such a great effort, for Kim Moon Hwan to do something historic in his young career yep. with the club, for the boys doing what they got to do, it... You really thought they were going to get a point. This was the game to really quelch all the uh, the bad vibes and things. They're on the road until July 17th. They're going to play really salty Lake and Austin. Had they been able to take a point from Sporting Kansas City at Children's Mercy Park, it would have boded extremely well. But sloppy passing, lazy passing, careless passing... And, and and bad and bad marking led to a two one loss for LAFC and I mean I I don't know what to say other than the fact that it's just this was a stupid annoying match like, I'm literally <laughs> annoyed at the fact that we lost to Sporting Kansas City in the manner that we did we deserve to lose because you know what we practically boxed hand wrapped wrote a card and said here you go Peter Vermees. Here you go, Sporting Kansas City. Once again, I spike this empty beer can. There you go. That's uh, And that was a rant with Philly. Uh, I'm looking forward to our next match against Real Salt Lake. It'll be a good test. A team that, look, it, you know, we are, we are, we know we're looking up in the standings, right? At, at most of the teams in the Western Conference right now. But look, live standings still have us eighth, which is nice after 10 matches played. It's important to remember, Sporting has already played 12 matches. The Dynamo, who's above us, have already played 11 matches. Well, there's a couple of teams above us have only played nine matches, so we'll see how that goes. But Salt Lake is the team that is right above us in the standings on that playoff line. So if we're able to jump Salt Lake, they're sitting on 13 points right now. We're still sitting on 12. They do have one match in hand. 
Look, it's going to be an interesting match against Salt Lake. We'll have to see who we decide to play. Romero clearly looked fine in keeper, although I don't think he's looked any worse or better than Pablo Cisniega has all season. I don't think Pablo has done anything to warrant this little two-match benching. I don't know if there's something there's going no on. There's no goalkeeper controversy. I, I don't know if there's something going on with his health. I don't know what's going on, but you know what? Maybe Bob just trying to get people some rest. It was three matches. Can we sign Mauer? <laughs> sign Mauer. It was three matches in eight days. You know, I I don't know. I don't know what the what the magic elixir is going to be. I thought that we looked we played our best match of the season clearly against a, what was a really also bad FC Dallas team. A game, by the way, that should have been four nothing, five nothing, six nothing. But you know, there was a lot of positive things to take away. Something that. Again, I'm looking forward to is the continual development of Kim Moon Hwan. I think Kim Moon Hwan has really established himself He's a starter. as the starter on that side for the remainder of the season as long as he is healthy. All due respect to whether it's Cheeky Palacios or Marco Farfan or Tristan Blackman or whoever else is playing on that side, it's Kim Moon Hwan's job to lose and I don't see any signs. This is a guy who is a world-class player. Philly, you mentioned it on the South Korean national team with uh, with Sun from Tottenham. Uh, when you're able to play with players of that caliber, when you're able to play with players who are used to not just competing but succeeding at such a high level on the world stage, I think it's absolutely an incredible get that we have Kim Moon Hwan on this roster. And now that he's healthy, now that he's starting, we see some very special things from Kim Moon Hwan. So, yes, really awfully frustrated. Tristan Blackman was awful today. Marco Farfan, a complete 180 from the great match he played just four days ago. I thought that even our, our center defending wasn't great at all. Edward Atuesta, sometimes his emotions can get the better of him a little bit. And I thought he started out the game pretty pissed off in like the 19th minute with that foul and really didn't allow himself to calm down. He seemed extremely pissed. He was yelling at the side officials. He was yelling at the, the main referee. I mean, he was yelling at everybody for quite a while. He's and passionate. I, he, I don't blame he him. He is, but sometimes, you know what, I feel like it can cloud his ability to be the best midfielder in Major League Soccer at times. And look, he's still young, so we'll see what goes on with that. Look, we've got two more games on the road. The the the, the Al Rate Bowl coming up in Austin is going to be a lot of fun. What is that? July 5th, I think it is, Philly? Something like that? I got to go back and look. I think I got the date wrong. But really excited right, to right, see right. how we do uh, when we go Verde down there in Austin. You know Austin. what I like about Austin FC? Oh, boy. What? We kept getting worse. They still stay the same. Oh, my goodness. I Yikes. I don't even know what to say to that. Austin currently sitting 11th. Real Salt Lake sitting 7th. Philly, you and I are about to head out of here. Once we finish this, we get it up on the interwebs. We're headed to Guatemala, El Salvador, Bank of California Stadium in just like 15, 20 minutes. This is going to be a lot of fun. We get to see international soccer at the bank, Guatemala, El Salvador. We're excited. Philly, do you have anything else to add before we put the uh, the death knell into episode 152? I'm tired. Philly is tired. All right, guys. On behalf of the saltiest of Phillies that we have seen in quite some time. Yeah. It's the scarf saying we love you all very, very much. Episode 153 
coming up real soon when we talk about real Salt Lake. It's going to be that we're going to talk about a victory, you guys. We're going to talk about a victory. Philly might not. I, it right I really now. hope so because this one was like a, a punch to the. Uh, I don't know. The chin. Let's call it the chin. All right. It sucked. Punch to the chin. This game sucked. And you know how we like to end all of our episodes, even the ones where Philly's really salty. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>